there. There is one person in Tough Her who wants it more than any single oh, player. Oh, come on. Who? Jonathan Caker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. All right. You're listening to the Ultimate Podcast for the Ultimate Flag Football League with your hosts, Steve and Danny. Join us as we break down all the games, players, and updates from around the league. So get ready, because it's time for some Top Talk. It's that time of the season. It is time for playoffs. This is the Tough Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dolan, always joined by Danny Bascom. What's going on, Danny? What's up, man? We This is going to be an exciting show today. The first Tough Her season is in the books. History was made. And six teams participated, four teams go on to playoffs. I just want to kind of, before we get into everything that's going on, I just want to talk a little bit about how, uh, you know, how awesome it is that these six teams made history. And, you know, a year or two years or even three years from now, when we're looking at tougher and it's as big as, you know, the men's Los Angeles is with conferences and divisions, we're going to be looking back at these six teams and they're going to be part of that first original six. And I think that's pretty cool, you know. Teams like the Mustangs who went 1-7 and seven and the Swarm who went 0-8. Oh yeah, they had bad seasons, but at least they were a part of something special. And they're part of the original six is what I'm calling them. Wow. Yeah. I like but it. It's pretty cool. So, you know, it was an awesome season to watch. It was very exciting. Ultimately, the top four go on to these playoffs. And it's going to be a semifinal and a, and, a, and a tough cup. Obviously, all these players work for it every single season. You know, game in and game out. They show up. And they they really put out their best and, and really try to make it at least to the dance. And, and obviously they want to make it to the championship, but not everybody can. Yeah. So well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the mayhem here. Now they went – they had a triple loss last week and then a triple win this week to break mm-hmm. even on the season. In that case, consider mayhem officially back. That's right. They will be in playoffs. They did lock it down, but the problem is they got to face the Cobras. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough matchup for them. You know, it, the the team, the one thing that they have going for them is they can stand up to the Cobras on defense when it comes to the defensive back position. You know, the Cobras have 19 interceptions, but the Mayhem on the season have 18 total interceptions as a team. Yeah, that's one one less than the Cobras. Right. So yeah, and, but the but the problem is though the Cobras played them in week one and they played them in week three. And the Mayhem lost twice, pretty bad in both games, to the Cobras. So what leads me to think that, you know, anything's going to be different than the first two times these teams matched up? That's my biggest deal. And for that reason, I want to get into a little segment called Pretenders or Contenders. Pretenders or Contenders. Mayhem went 4-4. Four and four. Right. Are they pretending or contending? Now they have one team to beat to be in the very first Tough Cup for Tougher. And they got to beat the top team in the Cobras to do it. Do you think they're pretending or contending to beat the Cobras? Uh, I'm and- gonna I'm gonna say they're pretending. I I don't think they can do it. The Cobras, Estella Thamel, we'll talk about in a few minutes. Right. It, you know, it just it, it's too much to overcome. I, I, I and they couldn't get it done twice this season already. Right. And they so got smashed like, on. Yeah, exactly. In both games, pretty much. So it's not like we're stipulating on. Oh, you know. They already 0 for 2 against this team. And granted, yes, they, they had 
three wins last Sunday, Swarm, Alliance, and Mustangs. They beat all three of those teams. And, and you know, the Mustangs is a hard team to beat, even though they're one and seven. It's still a good team. But the Alliance is the number two team. Right. And they beat them. So that does give me hope that there is a chance for the Mayhem to beat the Cobras. They've got some key players. Christine Camacho is tied in the leaderboards for interceptions at number one. There's three girls who have uh, the most interceptions at six interceptions. Christine Camacho, she's number 27 on the Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Then the Sirens, Taryn Kurtz. Yep, and Amber White of the Cobras all have six interceptions, so they've got players. You yeah, know. they definitely have players, and and not not to not to leave out Desiree Ortega at quarterback doing work for this team. You know, she didn't really have the best standout quarterback season as far as statistics are concerned, but she's also doing it on defense. She put right. up an interception, three sacks. You know, she's a pass rusher for this team, and so she could definitely be a difference maker. And of course, we all know and love Bianca Nunez. Yeah, and you know, I hesitate to think what would this team's record be without Bianca Nunez. Uh, I, I I hate to say maybe one and seven, one and seven, or maybe, maybe two and four, two and four, uh, two and six. Yeah, I don't even think they get to two. So that I mean, they're obviously going into this match as underdogs. I would say. Oh, absolutely. Now, I think there's a chance they could beat the Cobras, but yes, I would. It would call. It would be an upset for me. They would have to put up their best game of the season. Yeah. You know, Desiree Ortega would have to come out and not throw an interception. Right, right. And then you would need those three key receivers in Roxana Rivera, uh, Delaney Pacheco, and Bianca Nunez right. to all step up big. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, there's there's a chance. It's a small chance. I'm thinking what, fifteen twenty percent chance? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna even put it even less. And, and don't get me wrong, I like the mayhem. They're a solid team, and they put up three major wins. You know, and in the last week of the season, goes to show they lost two times in a row to the Cobras. Yeah, you know when you get when you get ran over by the Cobras twice in a season. Right. You know, people always say, oh, it's hard to beat a th- team three times. No, it's hard to beat a team who's already beaten you twice. Right, exactly. So, it, you know, you, so you, we're you, looking for the upset in the playoff game here. Yeah. And it comes down to ultimately two games. Uh, not this Sunday. They have a they have a week off to get their stuff together. Right. Super then, Bowl is this Sunday. Right. So after that, it's going to be the two playoffs game, and it's going to be Mayhem and Cobras and Sirens and Alliance. Right. That's the game I want to talk about. Sirens and Alliance? Yeah, because I think that's going to be the biggest shootout. And I think I think the Cobras are going to win their game unless the Mayhem gets a miracle. And like you said, they come out, they play the best game they've ever played all season long. I think, yeah, that, that could be a shootout. You could see that go all the way to the last few minutes of the game. You could. I, you could, absolutely. But more likely than not, my crystal ball is saying the Cobras will come out on top. But I don't know. Who's going to come out on top, Alliance or Sirens? Yeah, the Alliance and the Sirens. It's going to be an incredible matchup. You know, these two teams, obviously, the Alliance has the better record, but the Sirens have come on strong in the last half of the season with their, you know, their their new quarterback, Melissa right. Berger. Because they did play each other early in the season, but that was with their, their starting quarterback, Joey Davenport. His pre-Burger. Yeah, pre-Burger. So we got pre-Burger and post-Burger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the Alliance played them, and it was 34-12. to 12. Like, the Sirens got blown out, but I feel like that was a different Sirens. You know, it they, was. Even with the new quarterback aside, they got Jaleesa Amazaga, you know, Taron Kurtz and Cochino Nicholson really finding their groove on the receiver. Receiver core, like we said in week one, they needed to kind of kind of get it together, and I think they've done just that, and they've got a spark that could really take it to the alliance. Now, I want to say this: you know, Taron Kurtz has been talked up a lot as a big, big time, you know, player in this league, and she has. I mean, obviously, she's on top of the leaderboards for interceptions, but her offensive production, it 
it's not the you know standout X receiver that you all think of when you when you see her. But Melissa Berger could absolutely turn that around and really you know have her shine. And not only that, but I mean that that star receiver is replaced by Jaleesa Amazaga now. Right. So that spot's definitely filled, whether Taryn Kurtz is not. So you know Taryn Kurtz looks like she was having trouble leading the team as a as a receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think now with a breakout star like Amazaga, you know I think she could really fill in better as the secondary now. You know, and, and not to mention Nicholson stepping it up. I mean, this team, I think, really does stand a decent chance against the Alliance. Yes, the Alliance did go in beast mode this season. They ended at 6-2. and two. I don't know. This is one that's really hard to tell, but I think it's going to be a barn burner, and I think it's going to be the best playoff game we're going to get out of Tougher, and I'm so excited to watch what happens there. I think it's going to come down to defense, and I don't think that the Alliance's defense at this stage in the game is as strong as the Sirens' defense. The Sirens' defense has put up 11 interceptions and five sacks throughout the season, but three of the interceptions that Taron Kurtz has put up have gone back for touchdowns. That's three additional touchdowns for your team. Right. And how, strong. how good is your offense at turning into defense in the spark of a, of a dime like that? Right. You know what I mean? It's going to be a good one. I'm very anxious to see, but nevertheless, I think Cobras are definitely the favorites in their match. Let's talk about the Cobras for a little bit now. They they obviously went crazy this season. Estella Tham is by far leading the leaderboards in all quarterback categories, paired with Amber White, Nikki Spencer. Going ham Tham, man. Going ham Tham. got one speed, I'm going ham. She's ridiculous. And, you know, it's she really is made by the rest of her team. Uh, you know, obviously she's a great quarterback. Amber White is the dominant force in Tough Her. She put up five touchdowns against the Swarm. Now, granted, it's the Swarm, but five touchdowns in a single game in Tough Her? Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's big news, for sure. Is she your player of the week this week? No. Oh, okay. Well, I want to talk about my player of the week. The Tough Talk Podcast Player of the Week. It will be Estella going ham fam. Woo! She deserves it. And I she hate does. to give these players of the week to, to impact players. No, I think she deserves this one strictly because she dominated this league as mm-hmm. a quarterback. I yes. mean, she is the star quarterback. Yes, Liz Cassell is right under her, but that's just it. She's right under her, even in stats and standings. And by the numbers, Estella Tham just blew everybody away as far as quarterbacks go. <laughs> She's going to be a big a big reason for this team becoming that dynasty that we spoke of. You know, two, three years from now, when this league is 40 teams of, of, of females, and, and I think the Cobras are still going to be strong. We, I certainly hope to see the Cobras back every season. You know, obviously they have one of my favorite players in, in Brittany Longcost. She didn't do too much this weekend, but she's still a beast for this team. Her and Nikki Spencer are insane deep threats. Yeah. Nikki Spencer actually has more yards per catch than Brittany Longcost. Right. And that surprised me. Yeah, because Nikki Spencer, she's not really on the leaderboards for yards. It's because she doesn't get a whole lot of yards, but when she does, she makes them count. Right. And and only 14 catches for 295 yards on the season. That's almost – that is more than 20 yards a catch. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So you don't see her on the leaderboards, but it's very underrated. Yeah, no, it it is very underrated, not to mention the seven touchdowns that she had, you know – I still like Brittany Longcoff. She can make plays when needed. But yeah. Nikki Spencer is a really close second. But neither of them are my player of the week. My player of the week is on the Alliance. Player of the week. This girl came out of nowhere this weekend. Didn't do too much all season long. 
but the alliance's Donnie Pass. Oh, I've been I've been saying she's underrated. She's, she's super underrated. Yeah, I agree. Good good call. She came out insane this weekend. 130 yards, eight receptions, three offensive touchdowns, wow. an interception, and a defensive touchdown. And it took her till the last week of the season to put these numbers up. I'm very surprised. If she comes she's out, she's been quiet all season long. But I've definitely, I've definitely shattered her out once or twice. When it counts, she came up big for her team, and I think she can do it again against the Sirens. I totally agree. I think she's going to be a big reason if the Alliance take that game. That's totally what the game's going to come down to next Sunday. Is which player on which team is going to bring that impact playoff vibe? You know, is it going to be Nicholson over there on the Sirens, or is it going to be Donnie Pass, or you know, a, another surprise player? Right. So, and, and and surprise players is what it's all about. You know, obviously your skill players get you to the playoffs, but these surprise, you know, come out of nowhere players just bring your team over the top when it really counts the most. Now, the Alliance are an interesting team because they have five receivers over 200 yards each. They don't have insane. that standout. Yeah, but that's still, that's very well balanced. Now, when the season started, we originally thought Liza Avancino was going to be, you know, the Amber White or the Bianca Nunez of tougher. Yeah. Didn't turn out that way. No, but still, I mean, if you gave me the option to have a breakout star or, or five stars, you know, uh, that are... Not as good as the breakout, but well-balanced. I would go well-balanced over a single breakout any day of the week. Definitely. You know? So, I mean, and that's the reason why the, the Alliance is 6-2. Is and two. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, the 6-2 the and two record certainly is shown because of Liz Casale and her ability to find all of her receivers right. every single week. And it really shows in her statistics, 32 passing touchdowns on the season, and I think Eight different receivers have caught touchdowns for Casale over the course of this season. And if I'm not mistaken, she's thrown the least amount of interceptions. Ten interceptions on the season. Everybody else has at least 11. Right. And so, you know, she's very careful with her with her passes. You know, she only had 48% passing completion rate, but she takes care of the football. Right. And I think, I think, I don't That's know. important. It's going to be a crazy matchup next Sunday between these two teams. And I can tell that the Alliance wants it just as bad as the Sirens do. I don't think any particular team wants it more than the other. They both desperately want a chance to go take down the Cobras if they do get that. There is one person in Tough Her who wants it more than any single oh, player. Oh, come on. Who? Jonathan Caker. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that coming. All right. All right. Coach Belichick. Coach Belichick wants it more than, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not trying to rag on you, but his passion is insane for this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can you not love that? I mean, he, he really helped get the the sirens put together right. and brought a great team to tough her and that would make a great story if they win the tough cup you know what i mean he really going from the the swordfish winning the the, the repeat of the spartan cup and now you got the tough cup over there in tough her what color gatorade does gets poured on him if they Uh-oh. if they win the tough cup if you're listening ladies if if you guys win if the sirens win the tough cup you better have that gatorade ready for coach belichick better be and on the sideline we're gonna be watching that game i need to see that footage that's all awesome but yeah never i mean they're gonna have a really hard time winning that tough cup because they're gonna have to take down the alliance and then probably the cobras yeah could be the mayhem i'm not counting the mayhem out yet there's a chance but if there's any type of playoff miracles in in the midst i mean you never know it's not over till it's over and Mm -hmm. you never know the the mayhem might come and play the best game they've ever played all season cobras have an off day 
you never know. That's very true. One thing we do know for sure, though, is that the Swarm and the Mustangs are out. Unfortunately for both of them, we hope to see them back next season. Jonah Shaw really did some work this season, but unfortunately for her, it is over as well as it's over for Shannon Johnson and the Swarm. Yeah, no, the I want to talk about the Mustangs. Yeah, they did end one and seven, but I, they're, they're going to come back next season and dominate. I have a good feeling that they will. Jonah Shaw is an incredible quarterback, very underrated. She went 50% past the completion rate. so That's that, more than that's Casale. Pretty good. That's pretty good, right. And she threw for over fifteen, almost sixteen hundred yards, twenty-one touchdowns to eleven interceptions. Like those are solid numbers. Not to mention their defense just—it was insane with fourteen sacks and twelve interceptions. Right. For a team to be one and seven and have those numbers, I mean, if you would have showed me those stats and not told me their record, I'd be like, they're six and two. You know. It, the the one thing that stood out is what you said: twenty-one offensive touchdowns for the team. That's when you're comparing them to the Mayhem Alliance, Cobras and Sirens. It's just not stacking up, and that's you know. Bottom line, it came down to last Sunday. In the last week, they had two games that they really had to put up, and they lost to the Mayhem and the Sirens. Mm -hmm. Two rough games, but if they really wanted to stand a chance, they had to have have beaten at least one of those two teams. I mean, but they didn't. They lost. It's unfortunate. It's but like I said, nevertheless, they're part of the original six. It's very so true. I think, you know, in a couple years or a year or two from now, when Tougher's got 40 teams and we're talking Tougher, Mid-City Titan and Spartan and all this good stuff, we're going to look back to those six original teams and be like, I remember when it all started and, and it was Jonah Shaw and the Mustangs and San and Johnson and the Swarm. It's very true. So hang in there, Swarm O&A, but get your redemption season next next season. I'd like to see Davenport go there. Unless they got something in the back pocket, you know, they're going to need a, a serious revamping. So Definitely. Whatever their quarterback position is, you know, they're going to need a serious revamping. And I'd like to see them come for some revenge. And imagine if they come back to go from 0-8 to like 8-0 and or something. That'd be crazy. Ooh. Yeah, I think the Cobras would have to drop out for them to go 8-0. There's a few teams that are going to have something to say about that. But <laughs> nevertheless, next Sunday, you got two games, Alliance and Sirens, Cobras and Mayhem. And I, I just can't wait to, to see this groundbreaking playoff game. It- games. I hope to be out there that week, and I'm not sure what our schedule is like, but if we can be there, we definitely will. And next week will be a special preview edition of the playoffs with interviews from some of your favorite tougher players. Not only that, we also have the Tough 6 preview edition, so make sure that you stay tuned for that and all of the Tough Talk podcasts dropping every Wednesday. For this week, I'm your host, Stephen Dolan, always joined by Danny Bassett. Listen to the Tough Talk Podcast every Wednesday morning. Every Wednesday morning, new episode, Tough Talk Podcast. Steve and Danny, Morty. Love and love it. Tough Talk.